off hard surface flooring. They need to make room for new flooring that's coming in at the end of this month. So all this flooring must go this week only. Warehouse clearance sale. Carpet Design, 643 Riverside, 672-5136. Are you wondering what your business is worth? Or have you considered buying or selling a business? Contact me, Alicia Cox, Certified Valuation Professional at Harker Mellinger to discuss how a business valuation can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, located at 1811 South Sheridan Avenue in Sheridan. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. At Sheridan Memorial Hospital, our volunteers are part of our culture, our patient experience, our family. Their friendly greetings and genuine smiles, kind hearts and overwhelming support to all those they encounter are what complete the heart of our organization. Each of our volunteers are so unique, yet bonded by their kindness and generosity to serve. During National Volunteer Month, we would like to acknowledge and thank all of our volunteers for their dedication to providing excellent patient-centered care to our community. Sheridan Memorial Hospital, medical excellence right here at home. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Are you a Main Street business in Sheridan that's concerned about the upcoming Main Street road construction project? Have you thought about how you're going to keep folks coming to your location? Why not use the radio that you're listening to right now? Let people know that you're open or about any special deals you're running. Sheridan Media is currently running advertising specials for any Main Street business located between Dow and Coffeen from April to October during the duration of the construction season. We also have special rates for the Country Bounty. If you want to learn more, and you know that you do, contact me, Aaron Linden, at 752-5961. Or me, Sue Engelhart, at 763-0097 for more information. Sheridan Media is an employee-owned, Sheridan-based company that cares deeply about Sheridan. And we want to do what we can to keep the community moving during this time. We look forward to speaking to you about this exciting opportunity. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. With us this morning are the operations manager for the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, Cindy Pomp. 
and the dog lead, Emmy Whiting. Now, they've also brought along with them Rocky, but he is already falling asleep in the chair. <laughs> oh, so. yeah, he's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> he's snored away over there. That's just kind of how he is uh, with his person, you were saying, huh? Yeah. Um, when he doesn't have his person, he's an anxious mess, but once he finds his person and he settles down, he sleeps with you all day. He's a really calm little <laughs> dog. Well, yeah. I want to welcome you both to the show. And let's let's talk about Rocky. How old is Rocky? He is eight months. Oh, he's still a baby. Yeah. He's I, just young. <laughs> I don't think he'll get much bigger than he is now, but yes, he's still technically a pup. And to give people a general idea of what Rocky looks like, he's black with uh, kind of a, a blue nose and a blue stripe going up his forehead. He is what kind of dog? We are guessing a healer Kelpie mix, um, something like that, you know. Could have a bunch of other stuff in him, though. Who knows? We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's still young enough. I mean, if, if a cowboy came in looking for a good cow dog. Yeah, I mean, he would do great at that. I also do think he'd be a great family dog. He's He loves people. He loves to be around mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nervous when he's alone, though. Yes. Um, he When he first came to the shelter, he really struggled in the shelter environment, which isn't uncommon for some dogs. Some dogs thrive in it. Some dogs just don't, and uh, we went to check on him because he was acting a bit funky that morning, and he had ended up chewing off his own tail, Ooh. and so we had to bring him into surgery and amputate the rest, and I mean, he hasn't bo- bothered it since we put him in foster care. He's been thriving in foster care. So he just doesn't like the shelter environment, which I think is something that we can all mm. yeah. kind of identify with. It's stressful. Yeah. It's yeah. noisy. It's overstimulating, yeah. Yeah. We do our best, but, you know, you get that many dogs together, that noise, they're all anxious. It just gets to be too much for some dogs. Which I can, I think I can completely understand that. Uh, You know, not all dogs are going to thrive in a shelter situation. It's not really (laughs) their natural way of being. He deserves to be out there running around somewhere, Mm -hmm. chasing a Frisbee and uh, Mm -hmm. being chased by little ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He (laughs) loves kids. And he's been, he's been an absolute pleasure to have in the studio so far. You say you walked him around upstairs. He was introduced. Oh, yeah. He he wanted to say hi to everyone. We had him at the home show show this weekend and he was he was popular he was popular (laughs) he got really tired really fast at the home show (laughs) that's a good thing right he napped for like two hours behind the desk yeah behind our little booth (laughs) and for individuals out there who may have other pets you said he is good with cats he is good um i've been fostering him for a couple of days now and i have two cats that are very dog savvy but they chase him he chases them they play fight a little bit (laughs) and but they're pretty good they so nothing serious nothing Nothing serious and he's really easy if he does get a little too rough um you just raise your voice a little bit and he's off him and he he gets it stops at eight months old that's so that's pretty smart he is very smart and he he is very good with dogs yeah he's good with dogs he knows off you know he doesn't jump on you much he likes to jump but he knows he's not supposed to already. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like the kind of dog that really would do well with Frisbee. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you talked a little bit about the home show. Before we go too much farther, you said that was pretty busy out there. What were you guys doing out there, Cindy? Um, we just had a booth. We had some informational posters and some of our brochures. 
We walked a couple dogs around. I think we brought about four on Saturday. We did have a cat there on Friday, which was pretty cool. His name was Xander. He's about two years old. He's a little tabby cat. And we had him on a harness and a leash. And I literally walked this cat around the building. (laughs) Or more like he walked me. He he just took off. He was so confident. (laughs) The noise didn't bother him. We were right by a booth that was selling like stereos or something like that. So they were really loud um, with the music. And he had no qualms. He just walked right past them. Nothing. He was so cool. (laughs) Yeah, he was great. I tried to... uh leash break i guess you could say or leash train kitty once and that just that was never Some gonna happen does not go well yeah when she goes outside she doesn't really want to walk around she wants to hunt mm-hmm. uh-huh. she's a one of those cats who absolutely loves birds and so yes. she she couldn't figure out why can i not go hide in that mm-hmm. bush oh yeah because this jerks on the other end so yeah kitty kitty is not the leash type now uh, have you seen like this nervous type of of behavior, chewing on tails and stuff like that? Have you seen that in a lot of other dogs? Um, it really depends. Yeah. Some dogs, again, really thrive in the environment, but some just shut down. And I haven't seen it to the point, and I've been there for over two years now, yeah. and I've never seen it to the point where a dog actually chews his own tail off but i have seen a lot of dogs chew on their feet Mm -hmm. um they scrape their nose on the fence all the time (laughs) really yeah that's uh one of the most common anxious energies yes and barking Um, we yeah a lot of barking a lot of times if they have anxious energy they'll jump up and down in their kennels bark bark incessantly they just don't stop no matter what um spinning Yes. Is anxious energy when they just spin in circles. We've seen that in a couple yes. of dogs. I remember one specifically. Which is cute. It's but cute, but, no, it's, but it's an anxious it, behavior. They're anxious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're uncomfortable when they're yeah. doing it. You know, uh, when Gertie starts to get a, she does this. Pacing. I don't know, pacing around yeah. the house. <laughs> That's anxious. We we know yeah. that it's it's time to go outside and play a little bit of frisbee. Yeah. And and the thing with with our dog, and I don't know if a lot of people do this, but you take her outside for geez, no more than fifteen minutes of of frisbee, and she's cooked. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'll come back in and she'll sleep. I think a lot of individuals who have behavioral problems with their animals might live in a small area and and not think that. You know, hey, I've been at work for eight hours. I don't want to go for a walk today. I just want to get home, put on my pajamas, maybe turn on some TV. But you got to take that dog for a walk because mm-hmm. they're used to, you know, a lot of these dogs don't know what it's like in the wild. But their ancestors, at least, would, would walk miles mm-hmm. a day looking for food. And so they've that's what they're built for, to be outside, to run around, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um and especially the high energy dogs, they just don't do well in small areas. And, you know, I'm not going to say it can't be done because I personally had a German Shepherd, um, a Mutt, and I don't know what she is, and an English Shepherd puppy in an apartment without a yard. Um, so it can be done with the high energy dogs in a small space, but it takes a lot of dedication. A lot of times mm-hmm. on my lunch, I didn't even eat lunch or I ate lunch on my walk with my dogs. Yeah. Um, I took them out all the time we were always somewhere doing something a lot of training 
Um, people don't think it, but training works their brain, and it actually makes them more tired than sometimes exercise will because mm-hmm. they are thinking hard about what they have to do next, and that can be just as good as you know a, a walk or something. Yeah. It's just a good mm-hmm. you know fifteen minute training session. That's that's interesting uh, yeah. to learn. Uh, is that one reason at home? Emmy will take treats and she'll wrap them in a towel. That's so tied in a knot. It, that's enrichment, and it can the same thing. again. It works the brain, and it can wear your dog out, which is why we use puzzle toys. Um, Slow C- Cindy taught me that trick with the towel, and what the towel is is you take like a dish towel. And you wrap up treats in it and then you tie it in a knot and your dogs will sniff and find those treats, especially if they're very food motivated. If your dog's not so food motivated, yeah, it, <laughs> it work won't work, well. <laughs> but your dogs will untie that knot and they'll roll figure it the, out. Roll it out. Yeah. yeah. It just sniffing for them is very enriching and it helps them slow down. That's why like. I like a lot of structured walks where my dog is in a heel or at least a loose lead walk mm-hmm. and we're walking and that's what we're doing. But I also like what they call like enriching walks or something like that. I'm not sure what they call it exactly, but where you kind of let your dog loose a little bit. Maybe you have a long leash mm-hmm. and you let them go around and it's kind of their walk. They get to sniff the bushes. They get to sniff the ground. It's not really like an agenda like, oh, I got to walk to the park and get back it's you're not allowed less than two feet away from yeah exactly it's like go wander around sniff the ground be a dog be a dog yeah and that really helps them too so i think there's you know you have to have your structured walks you have to have your dog trained to walk nice on a leash and those are good too but also just some loose lead walking where they get to sniff the ground and you don't have an agenda you're kind of just there for them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 amazing to learn that because that's something I didn't know. You know, yeah. I thought uh, you'd tie those treats and those towels just kind of keep her busy, but that can actually burn energy. Burn yeah, energy. Burns yep. energy. That's really fascinating. Now, do cats have this type of nervous energy, uh, Cindy? When you see them in the shelter, do they change their behavior as well, or are they yes. less likely? Okay, they do. They, some of them really do. Um. I've seen, I mean, I guess I can see it in mostly our feral cats that we get in. Um, Sometimes we get feral cats that come in and are just like banging their heads on the gates, trying to get you, trying to scratch you. But you give them a couple of months and they turn into the most friendly cats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have one. What's Ricochet. His name? Ricochet. He's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> he, he was one of those. He came in. We had him in a feral box, which is like a blue box with two entrances so that we can close them in there to clean. They have somewhere to hide that they feel safe. Mm-hmm. And we are safe as yeah. well <laughs> when we clean in there. But he was one that would just bang against the box trying to get you. I mean, he was vicious. Wow. And one of our staff, Chelsea, she worked with him for about six months, I think. Mm-hmm. And now he's up front in a kennel, and he is the sweetest boy. I mean, when he sees people come in, he comes out of his little hut that he has in there. <laughs> yeah, his little bed. We call, little it, bed. we call it a snail shell. The snail shell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he starts kneading. Yeah. As soon as people walk in and mm-hmm. he rubs on the gate and he's kneading his blanket 
and he'll drool when you pet him. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. just a sweetheart. He's a he, character. Yeah. Yeah. But he, shelter environments really change the behavior of It really of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it's good and some of it's not. Some cats get in there and they hide. I mean, they might be super friendly, but we've got Dusty who will just hide from you and mm-hmm. she turns into a psycho when you try to catch her. Yeah. And she came from a home. And she was supposedly, I'm I'm not sure, (laughs) was friendly in that home. But now she's just so overstimulated. We have her in a smaller room. And it's just too much. It's just Mm -hmm. too much for her. So it really depends. It really goes to, to, it gives testimony that, uh, you know, these animals, that when you go in to look at them, to adopt them, you're not always seeing them at their best. On on that, we got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. The Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show was another huge success, thanks in part to all the vendors and the community. First Federal was proud to be a major sponsor this year. We hope you got a lot of ideas for this spring and summer. Let the team of First Federal Bank and Trust help you achieve your dream of home ownership. We offer a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and lot and construction loans. Making home happen wherever you are. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey there, listeners. I'm every over-enthusiastic radio announcer ever. And if you think that's enthusiastic, then you need to check out Best Real Estate because we are enthusiastic about selling properties. So if you or someone you know is looking to buy or sell, we are your go-to real estate team. Call us at 675-BEST or visit our website at bestwy.net for all of your real estate needs. The transports continue to bring in more inventory to wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. Over 80 new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs of all makes and models, and they are priced to move. If you don't see what you're looking for, just ask. Come in and visit with the sales team of Shane, Mike, John, Remy, Dylan, Nolan, and Tim. Go online and search Sheridan Chevrolet for their website or stop by wearing Sheridan Chevrolet 107 East Alger. Connect Home Center wants to help you tackle some projects with their spring sweepstakes. Enter now through April 27th on SheridanMedia.com for your chance to win a $250 gift card to Connect Home Center. That's right, a $250 gift card. Whether you're building a new deck, redesigning a room, or giving your yard that much-needed makeover, Connect Home Center has everything you need to get the job done right. Enter the Connect Home Center spring sweepstakes for your chance to win at SheridanMedia.com. Hi, it's Tommy B. from the Coyote Morning Show. We all know Sheridan's the best place in Wyoming to call home. Beautiful parks, fantastic pathways, and great people, all surrounded by rolling hills and the majestic bighorns. Let's all pitch in and help with the spring cleaning by participating in the annual Trees for Trash program. It's easy, it's free, and you'll receive a bristlecone pied seedling just for helping out. Just bring your load of trash to the city landfill on East Ridge Road between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 6th to get your free tree. Let's all recognize and support this year's Trees for Trash sponsors with a big thank you to ERA Carroll Realty, U.S. Bank, Wyoming Corporate Office, Landon's Greenhouse and Nursery, Sheridan County, and, of course, the city of Sheridan. Mark your calendar now for Saturday, May 6, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the City Landfill for the 2023 Sheridan Media Trees for Trash. 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, we're talking with the operations manager of the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, Sydney Pomp, and the dog lead over at the shelter, Emmy Whiting. They also brought along Rocky, an eighth-month-old healer Kelpie mix who is available for adoption. Yes. Uh, so you can take him home today. He looks like uh, he's, he's got a lot of life in him. He's been <laughs> laying on that chair, kind of taking a little nap now and then, passing mm-hmm. some gas here and there. Yeah. Oh, he's really uh, Now, real quick, <laughs> let's talk about uh, puppies and kittens because this is something um, you guys receive a lot of, and it, I, I never really realized how many pups end up at the shelter until emmy started working there and the numbers Mm -hmm. were just incredible and the way that people drop these dogs off sometimes is is horrendous uh how many puppies and kittens do you have over there right now so puppies we only have two um and they came in feral so they have some behavioral issues and they are going to be a commitment which is why they're a little bit more difficult to adopt out. Yeah. Um, they'll never be just a normal dog. They'll probably be skittish. They're very, they're very sweet dogs. Mm-hmm. Once we rehabilitated them and their personalities came out, I mean, they are, they are they're goofy so and cuddly <laughs> and wonderful, but new people, it's hard. They, yeah. They're scared of new people, but they do have that capacity to bond with a person. And I think that's the most important Thing to look at when you are dealing with feral dogs do they have that capacity yeah can they yes yeah. yes and astro and venus definitely can they're available for adoption we are going to be a little bit picky about who takes them home just because they are going to be a commitment and probably you know their whole life their long whole life. yeah wow. they're going to okay. be a little bit different how about cats cindy so kittens i don't even know we have a whole room Technically, they are kittens, but with the way our pricing goes, we go seven months is the end of kittenhood. Um, So most of our kittens are actually over seven months at this point. Um, They've been most of them have been with us for a long time. We have a whole room full of them. We have. I would say maybe about 10 in there. Wow. Maybe more. I was going to say, I think more. Yeah, I think yeah. more than 10 because there's some of them, two to a kennel. You know, we have a couple of litters together. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of adoption opportunities right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Uh, not just pups and kittens, but also older dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's, I, I've known people who will only adopt senior dogs yep we've mm-hmm. seen that too seen that. Uh, yeah. people who were happy to go out there and just kind of give uh you know an older senior dog their golden years mm-hmm. and uh, i always thank those individuals uh big hearts right there mm-hmm. now <clears throat> how many dogs are over there right now so total we have 29 um and that may not be including some of the new ones we just got <laughs> yeah so it might be closer to 30 31 uh and that does that also includes the available dogs, the strays and surrenders. So some of the dogs that you're not going to see on the adoption floor. Yeah. That's just total mm-hmm. overall 29 to 30. <laughs> what about cats? How many? Uh, 118. Total. 118 cats over there. Yes. And during the break, you and I were talking, how many are you actually outfitted to handle? So I think it's around 98. 
98. About there, yeah. So you're beyond capacity. Mm-hmm. We're beyond point. capacity, mm-hmm. yes. Now, can you estimate for me the number of animals that you actually get out the door in a given month? Are we looking at one a day, maybe two or three a week? Um, It's probably closer to one to three a week, mm-hmm. I feel like. And that really depends on the month. Our busiest months, I just looked at it this morning, are usually, um, I can't say months exactly, but it's usually the beginning of the year and, like, the middle of the year. So, like, end of winter come and, like, midsummer. Wow. Is usually our busiest times where I think the most adoptions I've seen um, since... I've been looking at the stats, which has only been like a year or two, um, is 25 a month. Wow, that's pretty good, um, though. Yes, that's very good. Um, most of the time it averages, I think, around like 15 or so a month. And that's now, for dogs. <laughs> now, I, yeah, I, Cats I, is a little bit different. Cats is a lot uh, slower. Cats have a longer stay. I know you and I were talking about this the other day. Um, usually the average amount of days for a dog to stay is like around 81. Yeah. Was I reading? And then it's in the thousands for days for, for a cat. Wow. Uh, the yeah. other thing is RTOs, which uh, is return to owner. So say a stray comes in and the owner comes, picks it up from us. Um, it's always higher for dogs in a month. Cause I do monthly reports. It could be. You know, we get 20 strays in and we get like 19 RTOs for dogs. For cats, we could get 20 in and only return two. Oh, yeah. that's heartbreaking. So it's really, and I it shocks me every time I do the report because mm-hmm. I'll be writing. I'm like, oh, we did so good for returns for dogs this month. And then I go on to cats and I'm like, oh, it's like maybe three. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're looking for your cat, please check with yes. us. I, absolutely. If if you've lost a cat, I'd say within the last year, maybe even two years, mm-hmm. head yeah. on down to the shelter and see if maybe they've put up residence over happened. there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're getting their tax returns sent yeah. over there. They've been so long. <laughs> now, often you make trades or you give overflow to other shelters in this state. I mean, what are they telling you right now? So I have been reached out to, and I know our cat lead, Brandy, has been reached out to, too, by many shelters and rescues in the area trying to get us to help out, take animals. And we are just so full. I think the whole state is just in the mm-hmm. same boat right now. It's everybody's to capacity. Everybody's to capacity Looking or over. To- put animals here in Sheridan, but we just don't have the yeah, room. Yeah, because we, we love to help out when we can, and we've worked with many shelters and rescues in the state, but right now I, I've had to turn them away because I have no space. We and have I, maybe six or seven dogs on the surrender list right now in this, in the city. In. Wow, yes. that's incredible. Where yeah. the heck, you know, I'm, I've asked this before. Where are all of these animals coming from? I think a lot of it has to do with housing issues right now. Um, There's not a lot of pet-friendly housing in Sheridan, and a lot of people just to find housing, because it's difficult as it is, have had to go to those not-friendly, not-pet-friendly housing situations and had to give up their animals, even though I've seen it, it breaks people's hearts. Absolutely it would. Mm -hmm. 
I couldn't imagine giving up. I I don't yeah. even want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always say I will live on a bo- in a box on the side of the street with my dogs. Before. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but that's just not realistic. Not I mean, to, yeah, not to shame anyone no. who has to do it because we all have to survive. You have and, to. Yeah. yeah. If you can't find a place, you can't find a place. Exactly. And realistically, you can't live on a box. <laughs> in yeah. a box, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. say that, but realistically, realistically we've, we've got to live a life. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to find something. Exactly. Uh, that's heartbreaking to hear. Um, now, real quick, uh, is the shelter got going to be a part of any upcoming events in the near future? Um, we do have our vaccination clinic coming up. Um, that's next month. It's the, I believe the fourth Friday of every month until September. Um, so we do vaccinations for the public. Um, I know we are now going to start doing, uh, exams. Oh, fantastic. Going to add to that. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be diagnostic in any way. It's just going to be a quick look over. The dog is healthy. The dog is not healthy. See your vet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. But even that might be able to catch something that, that yep. we don't see. Yep. Uh, so make sure that you get down there. Take advantage of these vaccination clinics, folks. Uh, make sure that they're uh, up to date on everything that they need to be up to date on. I have got to sedate a cat and get her in um, to get her vaccinated. <laughs> My wife keeps nudging me with the elbow every now and then. So, uh, But uh, I want to thank you both so much for coming in and speaking with me this morning. Uh, remember, folks, Rocky is available for adoption, as are many other dogs and cats. Get yourself a buddy to run around with you this summer and the rest of your life. Thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. All right, when we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Chess Association. This is Public Pulse on 930K early at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the Story Community Library is receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. 
New shower hardware, no problem. Plumbing an entire new house, for sure. Clogs that need snaked, oh yeah. Rap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rap at 429-1196. We're Captain Clean, Northern Wyoming's premier cleaning company. We stand behind everything we do and ensure 100% satisfaction. Call Captain Clean this spring and let us freshen up your home or office for the upcoming beautiful weather. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. We clean more for you. Postponed due to snow, the Pass Creek Angus Ranch production sale has been postponed to April 26th. 40 yearling, 20 fall, and 20 coming two-year-old Angus bulls out of sires like BR Payweight and Mr. JT Enhance. Pass Creek breeds low-maintenance cattle that muscle up with quality carcasses. High performance to heifers, a bull in this sale for everyone. Videos at BillPelton.com. 49th annual Pass Creek Angus Ranch Bull Sale. Postponed date April 26th, Wyola. PassCreekAngus.com. And welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by Sheridan Chess Association co-directors Jay McKinnis and Dan Casey. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Floyd. Good morning. Now, um, chess, the game of kings and queens. Jay, do you remember the first time that you sat down in front of that board? I do. Um, I grew up in a small Midwest town and uh, close to a, a YMCA, and they played chess all the time. And on Saturday afternoons, there was a chess club. So that gave me my first opportunity when I was maybe about 12 years old. Oh, since 12. Yeah. What, did yeah. You, what were your initial thoughts of the game or any misconceptions that you had beforehand? Oh, I don't know if I had any misconceptions and i don't re really remember the early games because uh you know you're just learning um after we played a little bit there is all ages there pretty much what we do in sheridan uh from uh, in kind of all skill levels but it was just a wonderfully um uh, a wonderful environment to meet people uh to the, have the opportunity to socially engage and to be competitive the yeah. game's very competitive and um, I had some success uh, playing, but uh, I was not the uh, uh, top player in my age group by any means. But it's just a, uh, it's a wonderful game to learn and play. Absolutely. Dan, do you remember? I do remember. And it was, uh, I grew up in a larger city and we had a university there. And my parents ran a boarding house and we had students that we fed every night for dinner. And one of the students wanted to learn how to play chess, and he figured I'd be a good uh, opponent for him. <laughs> there you go. And so he taught me how to play, and it was a phenomenal game. I, I just remember really enjoying it. And um, we, too, had a, a YMCA in our town and had a phenomenal chess club. And later on in life, when I was about 16, 17, 18, every Friday night, so we'd go down to the YMCA and play chess. Do we know where this game originated from in in our history they say it originated in india about 1500 years ago and it, of course it spread throughout the world now it, was it just the availability of the board and probably the time uh to learn and become good at it that it became 
kind of a uh, a game of royalty? You know, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, I, and I don't know either. You, you know, you can speculate that probably the more privileged people had the time, didn't have to work all day in the uh, in the field. Early, yeah, early evolutions of the game. It, it, it now is just a game that you know, we, kind of regardless of age, we have a, a young man that comes on Thursday nights. That's uh, I believe is a first grader <laughs> uh, that plays. I mean, he'd be competitive with most people in town. That is amazing. Just a six-year-old. But just a really capable, smart, uh, experienced, and easy to teach. I mean, he just he's hungry to learn. So, um, And we, we also run into some people that just want to play recreationally. And that's wonderful, too. It doesn't uh, – you, you don't have to try to achieve a grandmaster status. So. One, we, of the, one of the cool things about chess is – doesn't matter what country you're in or what languages you speak. You can play a game of chess anywhere in the world with somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worldwide, isn't it? Absolutely. I think every every nation probably has a chess association or a chess club in some manner. What is it about this game that has allowed it to endure for so long? I mean, it, it's it's the first board game that I can think of that maybe in history. Yeah, and I. Th- I think to me, it's more than a game. It, you're challenging yourself. You're the concentration level that you have to have sometimes when playing competitively. Uh, the art of the pieces. It's almost like a orchestra of when it's all flowing well, the pieces work well together. But when an orchestra is maybe out of tune, it doesn't work so yeah. good. So your <laughs> game, game can fall apart pretty quick. Now. Let's talk about some of the the chess boards that we've seen because I th- I think everyone has walked through a mall or something, gone past the game shop and seen those beautiful works of art. I mean, and and I say that because that's what they are. Uh, you know, I I I knew some folks who had a marble carved chess set, yeah. and when I was a little boy, I I wouldn't touch it, but I would go and just stare. At, at how beautiful those pieces are. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's exactly one thing that kind of drew me to the game Yeah, uh, was how beautiful it is. Absolutely. And those pieces are. Yeah, and it, uh, sometimes as a player it gets a little confusing because somebody will bring a, piece, a board in that with unusual-looking pieces and you go like, oh, gosh, I've never seen these before. And, you you know, you kind of get lost in the pieces a little bit. But um, it's amazing that the different kinds of chess sets out there. And, you know, it always kind of fascinates Maybe that's part of the game. A, a little bit of psych out, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's there's a big market. I bet if we look today on chess.com, Dan might know better than I would. There might be 100,000 people playing right now. Wow. Worldwide. But last year I saw a, a chess set that was made out of ivory, a very expensive, uh, a ceramic one that's, a you know, a, not very expensive and, in some of the cultures, they'll take old bones and carve the pieces out of them. You just get a little bit of everything, but the, um, because the market's so big, yeah. um, there's someone that can buy an ivory set, and then somebody else like us, we have to buy a ceramic kind of inexpensive wood set, you know. So it's just a wonderful, um, very broad group of people that get into the game. We, we're a 501c3 nonprofit and we've gotten a lot of donations from our community and some of those include books and uh, also chess sets. So we have a lot of chess sets for anybody that's, you know, interested, doesn't have a chess set, they can always contact us and 
glad to give them away. My father taught me how to play chess in uh, the winter of 1989 in Auburn, <laughs> Wyoming. He <laughs> grafted up a board out of paper, yeah, and then he cut out little squares and drew small pictures on. You know, this rep- this square represents a knight. This square represents a bishop. And that's how I learned how to play chess, yeah. was kind of staring down at the top and just moving these colored yeah. pieces of paper. And and for some reason, you know, my memories of that are just no ivory set would replace that yeah, paper no. set had yeah. I gotten it, you know. But uh, so tell me about the Sheridan Chess Association. When did this begin? Oh, gosh, we started probably about 15 years ago at the YMCA, right? There was some. Uh, there's a, a few people in town that just really helped promote it. But one was Luke Gibson that worked at the Y, and as a program director, he ran a youth and an adult program. And uh, Luke, since that time, has moved uh, moved on from his Y career. But what he left behind was a, a wonderful uh, history and legacy of people playing chess, we- especially kids. And it it uh, tamped down a little bit, and then the chess club incorporated and picked it up. Yeah, we uh, right before COVID, we had 150 chess players in this little small community of Sheridan. Wow! And then after COVID, we've we've started the uh, chess association, and we've been playing at Kids Life on Thursday nights. We'll be wrapping that up for the summer, but um, we're probably up to about 60 players right now, and we've wanted to kind of grow it back a little slower. And we're doing a lot more stuff with the association than just playing chess. So for one, we've we've uh, uh, purchased and donated a library uh, of over 1,000 chess books to the Sheridan Library System here. Oh, wow. And 300 DVDs, and we're probably the fourth largest uh, public library chess collection in the United States is what we've, what we've kind of calculated. That's amazing. So you're not just getting together to play. Now you're, you're providing the tools to learn for individuals. And, and statewide, someone can check those books out from any place in the state, which is really neat. Yeah, we've got um, really close association with the other chess clubs around the state of Wyoming, and so we've been in contact with them and sharing our list, so, which is really huge. Part of the tournament is we have some grandmasters that come, which is kind of rare. Uh, we were uh, speculating today there might be uh, roughly 100 of them in the United States. We've got two that are coming. But they'll go to the schools and do some programs at the schools, which is really special. Uh, it helps uh, build momentum and enthusiasm and interest on the part of the kids, um, which is also part of our charitable work. Right. Our tournament's going to be May 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Ramada this year. It's open to the public. And along with our grandmasters, the two grandmasters, we have an international master coming, Justin Sarkar, and we also have the female state champion coming to play as well. And on Thursday night, we're going to have a kind of an informal, uh, simultaneous game that's going to be opened up to the community here where our international master, Justin Sarkar, is going to play 20, 25 people at the same time. That's so, incredible. Yeah. You know, that's something that I've only seen online, but to have that individual just walking up and down those boards, yep. well, that is incredible. And making moves within, you know, five, 10 seconds where you get a long time to think between your moves and he, he'll destroy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you know, it is really just, it's just special. So that's Thursday night on the 4th at 6 o'clock at the YMCA. Um, and then we have a full weekend of, of uh, tournament action. Right. On Friday, we're going to have a, what's called a Blitz tournament. And that'll be Friday 
I think we start at one o'clock and those games are five minutes each. You're on a clock and a sudden death if your clock runs out or you get checkmate or checkmate the other person. And we'll have a total of six games uh, that we'll play. And uh, it's all very fast action. Now, let's talk about the clock because that's one thing that I haven't gotten into in, in my chess experience. So there's a limited amount of time and we're actually ticking down the time or are we keeping track of how long it takes me to make a move? It's um, it's kind of two clocks built in one. So when you make your move, you push your button and the other opponent's clock starts ticking. So it's like an hourglass. You only have so much time accumulative to make all your moves. In our tournament game, it's going to be quite long. It's going to be about four hours a game uh, for our top-rated tournament games. Wow. And so by the time you play two games, you could be eight hours of concentration playing chess. It's pretty strenuous. I would imagine. I, I'll yeah. bet people go home from these tournaments just exhausted. Oh, they do. They yeah. certainly do. Um, another special aspect, I think, about the Sheridan Group is uh, we, we do have a nonprofit status, but we have a wonderful board of people that are just committed, um, kind of working at all levels, uh, school groups, Thursday night, uh, open community tournament. Um, and we've uh, benefited from amazing sponsors in the community. It's, it's not um, overly expensive to put on a tournament and run a program, uh, but it does cost some dollars. And we've been blessed to have a, a great group of sponsors, um, including the board members all uh, uh, are very active in supporting the chess program financially. But that's that's just one of the great things about Sheridan. We hear from other communities, how do you get that done? How do you raise some money? But in Sheridan, uh, that nonprofit status and doing uh, charitable work and taking it to the schools uh, yeah. invites people to be financial supporters. We've, we've provided chess sets to um, a lot of the schools in town. we got programs running at Highland and also at Meadow Arc Elementary Schools. On a, on a daily or a weekly basis. So. And there's another, you know, uh, uh, idea out there in the general public that if you belong to the chess club, you're a nerd or, or you know, you, you're one of you, chess club members are usually all the smart kids in class. And, and I think for me, you know, even if you've never played the game, this is something that I think everyone should at least try. Uh, you know, chess is one of the, you might sit down and fall in love with this. And once you, it's not as complicated as a lot of people believe that it is. And so being able to sit down, I mean, you guys get a lot of new members that walk in and they've never we, even touched a board. Yeah. Uh, we do, um, both adults and kids. And, and right now it's track season and shared in our Thursday night program at Kids Life. We have uh, junior high students coming down immediately after track practice. That is great. Uh, and it is. Um and, and I think the perception sometimes about chess is it is it it's, it's a game for uh, maybe kids that academically excel. Yep. Yeah, that's not true. Um, all kids can, um, all students can be a very proficient and very good at chess, and not be an academic straight A student. Um, and and we certainly see that in Sheridan. A lot of girls also play, and uh, a lot of um, uh, females. And that's also a little bit different uh, than maybe some other communities. And it is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, I was a terrible student in high school. and Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, chess gave me the confidence and courage that I was uh, able to carry on in my career and, and actually end up going to college and, 
getting my degree, but if it wasn't for chess, I probably wouldn't have never done that. And yeah. the fact that I could play chess fairly well gave me that confidence and courage. And I, 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 I always wondered why the athletes aren't, you know, like what they are today, which I think is fantastic. We've moved, we've removed those misconceptions. We've taken away those stereotypes. And now you can go from being, you know, a lineman out there, football, exercising the body, and then you just walk down the street and exercise the mind. Yeah. Walk in, play some chess. I think that's kind of been, you know, thrown out, I'd say over the last decade. You know, it's really been removed as, and now it's seen as like a game that everybody can play. And maybe that's uh, part of the availability yeah. of, I, of chess associations and things that have started to spread around. It, it may be a, a little bit of a cultural adjustment too. I think kids today find they want to compete most against themselves. So I watched some of the track programs and uh, there, there are some kids that are running that are not top runners, but, but they're shooting for their personal best. Yeah. I got to beat my time. And the very best sprinter will come down and play chess and may not be very uh, solid in the game yet, but, but they're competing against themselves. It's wonderful to see. And there are tactics that you can actually look up online. And I didn't know that until much later on when, uh, 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 you know, my former father-in-law sat me down and he's a lawyer and boy, he whipped me and he whipped me quick. (laughs) And I, I take a little bit of pride on, on my chest. And so I was like, how did you do that? And he said, well, I just used this and it was a technique and he taught it to me and I haven't lost a game since. So, you know what? I, I think I need to come down to the Sheridan Chess Association. That'd I'm feeling great. a little confident yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, next fall, uh, we'll, we'll begin again with the school programs, the Thursday nights at Kids Life. We'll probably do, um, we're anticipating doing a, a citywide tournament that's really just for beginners. Oh, that's uh, great. This tournament in May has um, got all levels, but when you can get a couple grandmasters to come, it's it, it's at a different, it's elevated. And it is but, open to the public as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yes, we would, we're, we're really anxious to start next fall as well because it's our, it's re- really our third season of, of growing and, and we expect to see quite a bit of growth what, next year. What really kind of helps our Thursday night Club meetings is Powder River Pizza. It's been one of our sponsors. Oh, and that is great. When you got free pizza for kids and, and folks in town, uh, you get a good turnout. <laughs> yeah. And they've been exceptional. They just they just uh, treat the students that come on Thursday nights. I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, come for the pizza, stay for the chess, right? Well, yeah. and it allows some kids to run directly from basketball or track straight down, and they know they're going to get a little snack, so <laughs> it helps. Now, one more time, real quick, tell me when this tournament's going to be held. May 4th, 5th, and 6th, and then probably a simultaneous on the 3rd on Thursday evening. All right. Gentlemen, I greatly appreciate you coming in and speaking with me this morning. It's been a pleasure. We'll, we'll see you down Thank for you so much. Game. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. The Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show was another huge success, thanks in part to all the vendors and the community. First Federal was proud to be a major sponsor this year. We hope you got a lot of ideas for this spring and summer. Let the team of First Federal Bank and Trust help you achieve your dream of home ownership. 
We offer a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and lot and construction loans. Making home happen wherever you are. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Our paint department is stocked up and ready to go. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. We're excited to help you with your next painting project. We have added the PPG line of paints along with our True Value paint line. This allows you so many new and exciting options for your next project. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing the right product, we're here to help. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. Accessories are one of the easiest ways to give your room a fresh look. So this week, every accessory at Moss Holders Design Center is on sale. Bring in some color to your space with new table lamps or pillows. Change up the artwork in your dining room, bedroom, or living room. To make a big change, Moss Holders has thousands of rug choices that arrive in just a couple weeks. You can find large, inexpensive rugs from Ashley Furniture or add a high-end Pendleton rug from Southwest Looms. Freshen up your living space this spring during Moss Holders Accessory Sale. Going on now. Moss Holders. Furniture is our passion. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. Are you feeling good that spring is finally here? <laughs> yeah, makes me want to shop. Well, speaking of shopping, if you've been putting off buying a new car, now is a good time to do so. Really? Tell me more. Trading values are still high, and at Sheridan Honda, we price our vehicles to be the lowest price within 500 miles. So even with interest rates creeping up, you're still getting a great deal. I didn't think about it like that. And for well-qualified buyers, we can even get you 60 days payment-free so you can really enjoy your spring in the Bighorn. Sure. Shop great deals at Sheridan Honda. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedhamMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedhamMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedhamMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.